0: So Matthew 28, we'll read verses 1 and through 10. This is God's holy and infallible word. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook And became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who is crucified. He is not here, he has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead, and he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. "Greetings," he said. They came to him, clasped his feet and worshiped Him. Then Jesus said to them, "Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. there they will see me." And then these verses in Second Timothy 2, beginning at verse eight, "Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel." And that's really the single verse that we're especially going to focus on. And it goes on in verse 9. For which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Here's a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful for he cannot disown himself that is god's word may he bless it to our hearts and lives this morning the apostle paul wrote the letter of timothy first and second timothy and he wrote them to this younger pastor that he has mentored over the years, and he's giving him instruction in our verses on how to minister, how to pastor faithfully, how to lead and shepherd a church that honors God, and really just how to live for the Lord, period, as a Christian, as a man of God. And he brings Easter into it. Remember Jesus Christ, Timothy. Jesus Christ, raised from the dead. In other words, remember Jesus' resurrection. Remember the resurrection. Why does he have to say, remember this? Think about that. I mean, would you forget the resurrection as a Christian? Is that something that slips your mind sometimes? Like you forget Easter's coming? No Christian would ever forget the resurrection. It's so central. How could we forget? You know, it's like I tell my kids every time I get a chance to, when they walk the block and a half, they walk to their bus stop, remember to watch out for cars as they're walking. Um, And maybe Sophia needs to hear that. She's five. But Olivia and Hannah, 12 and 10, certainly are old enough to know. And I'm sure they roll their eyes a little bit. Yeah, Dad, we know. Remember the resurrection, Timothy. It's almost like belittling. Paul's his mentor, and he's like, are you kidding me? That's one thing I got down. I know that. It's kind of like telling a grown-up, remember to brush your teeth. It's kind of silly to say to a grown-up. It seems at least unnecessary. But it only sounds that way because biblical remembering is something deeper and different than we might first think. Back in the second book of the Bible in Exodus, we read about the people of Israel being oppressed, in slavery, in Egypt. And we read back in Exodus 2, verse 24, that God heard their groaning, God heard their suffering, and he remembered his covenant with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. So stop to think about that a minute. God remembered? Well, of course he did. God never forgets. God cannot forget. He's God. Why would the Bible even say such a thing? Isn't that insulting to say of God? Unless there is more to biblical remembering than we might first know about or think. It's not just about forgetting stuff. It's more about bringing something to mind from the past in order to act Today. And we see that all throughout the Old Testament when God remembered. And this is biblical remembering now. And God remembering, it is not God sitting on the computer, clicking through his old photo albums, and fondly thinking about the good old days. God remembering is God bringing something to his mind in order to act in the present. In Exodus, he remembers his people and he remembers his promises. And he takes action. He rescues his people from slavery. And we can trace God's remembering of his people all throughout the whole Old Testament. The people regularly forget about God and his ways, but God never forgets his people or his promises. And he steps in and he saves them. And that is ultimately what Good Friday and Easter are all about. God remembers us. God remembers his people in their sin. God remembers you. Easter demonstrates that God remembering is more than God sitting in an easy chair like a grandpa and thinking fondly of his children and grandchildren. No, God brings his people and his promises to mind, and then God takes action. He sends Jesus to assume human flesh and become a little baby to grow up and then live and die to save us from our sin. And then Jesus conquered death and broke out of the grave to complete our salvation. That is his ultimate remembering, thinking of you and not doing nothing, but doing the most ultimate thing he ever could have done accomplishing salvation rescuing you and me from sin and death and so when the Bible calls you to remember today it's in order for you to do something when Ecclesiastes 12 says remember your Creator in the days of your youth you think that means sit on the couch And fondly think of God? No, it means think of Him and live for Him, like our youth director Bryce encourages and disciples our students to do. Galatians 2 says, Remember the poor. It doesn't just mean every once in a while think about the fact that there are poor people in this world and in our own community, but take action. Actually help those in need, like the service project to Honduras just this past week. They got back a couple of days ago, serving at the orphanage, Hogar de Ninos. And all of this tells us that you and I are called to take action today when we're called to remember the resurrection. It's not just keeping it in mind. It's not just simply bringing It to mind like you do when you open an old photo album. It's not even just celebrating it, it's not just singing about something that happened in the past, but it's bringing it to mind in order for us to act and live today. And I want to talk about two actions, two responses that I believe the Bible calls us to, two ways to remember the resurrection. First, Remember the resurrection by turning to Jesus. By responding yourself to what he's done. By believing in him. By giving him your heart and soul and mind and whole life. Maybe this morning you've sat there and and heard the stories of the Bible and you've heard about Jesus, but you've never responded. You've never done anything about it. I was actually had a chance again to share the gospel with someone this past Wednesday with someone who didn't belong to a church home he did not know Jesus and he was in a very very tough situation in his life and I I I shared with him what Jesus and his people mean to me and have meant to me and my family And how with some of the stuff in my life, how there's really no possible way that I would be making it without the comfort of Jesus and without the support of his people. And this man sincerely listened. I think he heard me. But would he act? Would he receive Jesus in his heart and become a part of the family of God? I prayed with him and I prayed for him. I prayed that that would happen. But I don't know. I don't know. This Easter, would you perhaps finally act instead of just thinking about the faith? Give your heart to the Lord. Ask someone to pray with you to receive Jesus in your heart if you've never done that. Or maybe maybe you're unsure about whether you've done that. Doesn't help doesn't hurt to make for sure. Sure, my dad tells me about that. He might have shared the story here when he preached once about how he was listening to a Billy Graham crusade. It must have been on the radio, maybe TV, and and there was an altar call there. And I don't know how old he was. He might have been eight or nine or ten. And he he felt like he belonged to Jesus, but then he heard that and he prayed to Jesus, Lord. Just to be sure, I want you to know that I am giving my heart to you today. I, I've done it before, but I'm, I'm doing it again. Boys and girls, talk to your moms and dads about it, if God's laying that on your heart. As a pastor and as elders, we're at those doors back there, every worship service afterwards. We're there to pray with you. And, and part of that is, I mean, we're there to greet you, hey, how's it going? But also, we're there to talk with you, anybody in in what you might be feeling in response to God's word coming each service maybe you've heard God's word many times but it's possible you've never responded this book is not an old photo album easter isn't to just give us fuzzy feelings in worship and then go eat a ham Easter calls for a response, and maybe today is the day of salvation, a day of action, a day of biblical remembering Easter for you. So that's one. Remember the resurrection by responding to Jesus. And second, and this is what we're going to spend the rest of our time on, remember the resurrection by sharing Jesus. Paul is encouraging Timothy to be about his task as a minister of the gospel. And and this idea of biblical remembering actually brings us to our mission together. The mission of the church, which is the spread of the gospel. And that's mentioned in our text. Gospel means good news. That's our message. It's the core of what the church is to be about. James Montgomery Boyce is a pastor Uh, who has written a lot of commentaries and there are a lot of his sermons available. He looked at this text, Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. And he gives four central realities about the church's calling. In other words, as I looked at this, I saw these are four ways that if we're focused on them together as a church... This is how we can be faithful to the gospel, faithful to the message, faithfully together as the church share Jesus. What does the good news, the gospel, look like? Four things. Our gospel, our message, what we are focused on together in the mission of this church, it is, first of all, simple it's simple. What we're, we're about, what we're called to proclaim, the word that we're called to preach and spread and live out, it's simple. I'm not saying it's simplistic. Something that's simplistic is kind of like superficial or doesn't really matter. Something that doesn't really truly deal with, if it's simplistic, it doesn't really address or deal with the stuff in our lives. But the message of the church is simple in the sense that it's clear and straightforward. All great scientific breakthroughs throughout the centuries have been simple in this sense. Things were unclear or confused about how a certain phenomenon worked. But then when a formula or a solution was found, it brings clarity to that physical or chemical or biological reality. It makes sense of the world or certain phenomenon. The resurrection of Jesus brings light and clarity. Everything falls into place with the simple gospel of Jesus Christ. This straightforward, clear message is what people need. And it's very possible for pastors or theologians to be making it too complicated or unclear. And you know, the elders are called to watch over my work. And that's one of the things, among many others, they got to make sure I'm keeping it simple. Not simplistic, but simple. The main simple point of our message, what we're sharing What we do is that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He came to life. He conquered death so that we may have life. And when we're called to remember the resurrection, we're being called to keep it simple. We're being called to keep it that central focus. And if the church ever loses that, it's got a real problem. But we're on the right track when the literal resurrection of Jesus remains our focus and we don't confuse that clear message with all kinds of other stuff. That's the central message. Second, our message, the gospel, is supernatural. It's simple, it's supernatural. No ultimate hope has been found in anything that human beings have come up with. In the history of mankind, there have been all kinds of incredible discoveries, advances in science, right, in mathematics, in medicine that we really benefit from today, advances in the humanities, stuff that has benefited our lives. And some of the newer stuff like Facebook and tablets and iPods and Spotify, we wonder if there are actually advancing life on planet earth but they're still pretty cool and it's pretty amazing what life is like today but there is nothing in all of the thousands of years of the history of human beings that has brought ultimate hope and comfort and assurance and peace nothing we needed something outside of our history right Someone to break into our plane of existence for that to happen. Something and someone supernatural. Jesus, the Son of God, needed to assume human flesh, live on this earth, die and rise again to bring us what we need. Salvation from our sin. Salvation from ourselves. And with it, ultimate hope, ultimate peace, ultimate peace and comfort. Something that you'll never find in this world. You will never get this stuff from another person. Our message is supernatural. It doesn't come from men and women. It comes from above. This is what we offer to people because it's what they need, and it's what you need this morning too. Also, our gospel is scriptural. Our message, it's based on God's word. It comes from God's word. We teach the historic Christian faith, the historic gospel, what was passed down from Jesus to the apostles, recorded in Scripture under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It sounds pretty, pretty basic, but it's really important. What that means is our message is nothing new. It's relevant. It's dynamic. It makes a difference. It's exciting. But it's not new. In the sense that it's not something that we today, with our group of people here at Faith, uh, sort of invented or made up. It's possible for a church to think, it's important to say this because it's possible for a church or a group of leaders in a church to think it has to do something new or different or to be relevant to get people in. And I think you actually see this all the time. I really think a church should be purposeful and plan and even strategize on how best to reach people but we are not here to be fancy or to be innovative or to look or act like the culture to attract members we are here to bring the good news of the scriptures this is not a new message this is the old old story of jesus and his love that we bring that people need that's what you need today Our message is scriptural. And fourth, our message, our gospel, it's satisfying. It will fulfill you. It will meet you in your need. Paul was writing these words in prison under the threat of being killed for his faith in the resurrection. And yet he could write what he did. If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. And if it was good enough for Paul under the threat of death in prison, awaiting trial, it's good enough for you and me today too. It it satisfies our longings like no other message will do. It's enough for me. Diagnosed a year and a half ago with Not just a brain tumor, but a malignant brain tumor. Let's be clear about that. It's enough for my family with a baby boy, a son, a brother named Jacob in heaven that we never even got to know. You see these pretty lilies this morning? As beautiful as they are, They each represent a loved one who has died. Died. Whether at a ripe old age or before their time, as we say, every single one represents someone who is missed. Every single one of these, along with it, have gone many, many tears and grief, and the standing of families around gravesides. But because of the resurrection, and there is nothing else that would help or do any good, nothing. Because of the resurrection, though, we have hope. Even the ultimate enemy, death, cannot defeat us, because in Jesus, because of the resurrection, there is new life that we can live in today and eternal life. And so, our message, our gospel, is deeply satisfying. It's our only comfort, and it's what you need today, too. It will see you through whatever this life may bring. I'm telling you, this message, this gospel, Jesus himself will bring you through. It will satisfy like nothing else can, like no one else can. Remember the resurrection, says Paul. Remember with a biblical remembering. All right? Bringing to mind in order to act. It's this message, simple, supernatural, scriptural, satisfying, that we carry, that we share people in word and in deed here at faith. All of the wonderful things that God has led us to do, all our serving, all our outreach, all of our caring, all of our ministries for children and adults, all our programs, music ministries, it's all flowing into this and it's all empowered by this, this gospel. That's what we rally around. That is the center of our work, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. This is our gospel. Can you identify ways in your life this morning Can you identify ways? Can you make a list? Could you go home and make a list of ways that you are actively supporting this gospel? In ways that you are actively living the gospel in your life. You should be able to. And have you responded to Jesus yourself? May the answer be yes. And so when God says, remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, we're not going to be all, what, why? What a weird thing to say. Instead, you and I are going to be like, oh yeah, biblical remembering that we see all throughout the Bible, bringing to mind in order to act, to be sure that I've turned to Jesus myself, to be about the mission of the church, to live for Jesus and share Jesus today and all the days of my life with his resurrection power and strength. Amen. Let's pray.